Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to another episode of Three and Out, your everything source for college football in the state of Florida. I'm your host, Sammy G, and along with me, as always, is the Doc. Doc, how are you doing tonight, bud? Hey, man, I'm good. Nice job uh, over the weekend with the FCS Bowl. I couldn't be there, but I listened. You did a great job. Hope everyone got some knowledge. It was, it's a great uh, a great event there in Daytona Beach. Oh, it was an excellent event. And, yeah, we tried to get you on, man. That, that connection on I-75 just was not doing us any justice any yeah, way you uh, slice it there. It wasn't too, too good. No. <laughs> we got a good show tonight. We're going to have uh, Senior Bowl Scouting Coordinator Patrick Wu on a little later. Uh, he's going to talk to us about the Senior Bowl, uh, which is an annual all-star game uh, played for only seniors, an all-star game only for seniors. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. They think if somebody declares for the NFL, they can play in that game. That is untrue. Uh, no underclassmen are allowed to play in that game. Uh, so we're going to learn a lot, a lot about that tonight. Uh, also, hit, we're going to reveal... Hence the term Senior Bowl. Exactly. However, Doc, you'd be surprised at how many people don't realize that underclassmen cannot play in that even if they declare for the NFL draft. Uh, well, they think that they should be playing in the Senior Bowl. And, it, you know, we're going to have a conversation about that a little later. Uh, <laughs> also, we are. <laughs> also, we're going to talk about our all-Florida team that we put together. I, I announced it on Saturday. Uh, to our FCS Bowl listeners, but you and I didn't have a chance to talk about it, so we will announce it again tonight, and uh, we'll talk to uh, talk about some of the guys and what we think of what they've done and, and what they've done with their school. And uh, also, to start things off, we might as well dive right in, Doc, uh, to our favorite Florida team right now, and that is the Division II West Florida Argos, who not only went up to Pennsylvania – and uh, and beat a tough IUP team. Actually, the number one team. They manhandled IUP. They were winning that game twenty-four to nothing. Ladies and 24 gentlemen, twenty-four to nothing. Oh boy. I've just been we've, got, we've got some breaking news here from the doc. News story. We have got some horrifying news from the doc here. Uh, this is about our West Florida Argos, baby. Breaking news for Steve in Yellowstone or wherever the hell he was from. Where you yeah, at, Steve? <laughs> Give us a call, buddy. <laughs> Steve from Yellowstone. He was an angry, angry caller and thought that IUP was going to destroy our guys at West Florida. But I tried to tell him you can never account one stat that doesn't show up on the sh- on the sheet. And that's hard, buddy. These West Florida Argo kids are fired up the second year of the program's existence. They are now playing for the national title in Kansas City against Texas A&M Commerce. So our guys are going from Pensacola to Kansas City, and they're going to play for the national championship. I believe we have a caller, Doc. Should we get to that caller now? Caller, you're on the air. What's What's your name, and what can we do for you? Hey, guys, this is Jason from Pensacola. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, Jason, how are you? Can you hear me? Great. Yes, sir. So I just thank you so much for bringing up that, that, that 
Steve from Yellowstone. I mean, how about those West Florida Argonauts? It's literally life imitating art. That's right. Me, Jason, and the Argonauts riding that ship to the ship. That's the national championship, boys. We got that golden fleece right in our – we got it close. We're going to take that Texas A&M commerce and whip their butts. But, guys, listen. I hear you. I love your podcast, and I listen every week. But I, I get tired of people like that yellow belly Steve from Yellowstone calling and talking to, <laughs> calling to talk to a show about Florida football but still wants to bring his Yankee views and opinions about their sorry-ass team. So where are you at, Steve, from Yellowstone? I don't even know how he can get a call from Pennsylvania. I thought it was against their religion to make calls and use electricity, but I don't know what that's all about up there. But all right, guys, have a great show. Go Argos. Kick butt. Texas A&M Commerce. I mean, I don't understand what the commerce part is. Whatever. Are they learning to buy something at that school? Whatever. Worst name ever. Uh, IUP. You got nothing. I don't even know what IUP is. It's probably one of those beers, the millennial hipsters drink. I have no idea what that's all about. But uh, tell Steve from Yellowstone. Hey, tell Steve from Yellowstone. Tell Steve from Go ahead, oh, bud. Oh, I'm kind of problems do, here. Do you guys even know? Do you guys even know what their mascot is? The IUP mascot. It's the, it's the Crimson Hawk. I mean, that that it's the Crimson. Yeah, that, that's like the worst nickname ever. Because great great PR department. Let let's copy Alabama Crimson Tide. So when everyone thinks of Crimson Tide, they'll think of the Crimson Hawks too. What a bunch of losers. And and well, it's actually, Tide, it, the only it's way actually, Alabama. The only way Alabama's schedule could be easier, Steve, from Yellowstone, is if, in fact, they played IUP. Guys, have a fantastic <laughs> show, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, if that hey, yellow hello. belly calls in, if that yellow belly calls in, I'm calling right back, and I'm going to spank him like Jerry Sandusky did those boys in Pennsylvania. So I'm coming for you, Steve, from Yellowstone. Good night, guys. Yeah, that's, 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 an, that's a little out of bounds there. That's a little out of bounds there. We, yeah. we've, officially, we've officially come off the rails here. Yeah, that's officially that's come off the rails. Yeah. Well, listen, he's he's entitled to his opinion, and he's excited about what's happening uh, with the with the West Florida Argos. I mean, as we all are, you know, we we started this show, we we created it for our teams in Florida, and we've got one to brag about. We've got more than one to brag about. Uh, you know, I don't know if Steve from Yellowstone thought last week he's he's never heard of UCF before, but. Uh, I'm sure he's heard of it, uh, considering they're the best team in the country right now, uh, schedule-wise. Uh, we're about to see uh, how good they are when they play Auburn. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but, Doc, second year in the program, uh, these kids, they bought into the system. They're 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 hitting on all cylinders right now, which is obvious. They went up there and put a spanking on those guys at IUP. And, um, I mean, it's, there, there's a lot to say for what Cook – Head coach Pete Shinnick is doing, uh, newly named coach of the year, uh, AFCA, Division II, Region II coach of the year, uh, Pete Shinnick. Uh, I mean, th- this guy, he, he must be the best coach in America. I mean, how he's not, how he's not, you know, nominated for a more national coach of the year uh, is beyond me. I mean, your second year in existence, this guy's playing for the Natty. Uh, well, Doc, have you ever – well, there's a reason why every time you mention the West Florida Argos, I, I hit the baller's theme song here because right now they're balling out and the whole state's behind them. 
Um, I didn't realize IUP or whatever their name was is named the Crimson Hawk. So it was like the administration couldn't decide between the Crimson Tide and, and, and War Damn Eagle and Auburn. So they just decided to call them the Crimson Hawks. So, Steve from Yellowstone, we're still waiting for you, buddy. I don't know if you're down there sucking on Old Faithful right now but, or whatever the hell you're doing, but we're ready for you, man. Give us a call, 657-383-1684. Steve from Yellowstone, anybody else who wants to talk. And, and we're on the, the West Florida Argos bandwagon as we speak. These guys are so excited. We had a bunch of guys from West Florida um, – Follow us on Twitter this week. Retweet our tweets. I mean, they're excited. Uh, the whole city of Pensacola is just going nuts. Uh, I wish we could get more more love from them through the state of Florida. And uh, I hope to God that these guys can go to Kansas City and really do something there and, and win that national title. Hey, everybody in Pensacola, just... everybody in Pensacola, go to Peg Lake Pete's for me. Have a beer and get a dozen. I don't know what they're called, but they're the steamed oysters with the jalapenos and the bacon, and they are phenomenal. But have, have a have a uh, have a dozen in honor of the West Florida Argos there, Peg Lake Pete's in Pensacola. I wish I was there right now. <laughs> Doc, you are the foremost expert when it comes to food and drink on the road. Uh, you know, when you travel around, you know the best places to go. I think I think you you should start your own food and drink website and tell everybody where to go. I know we had Andy Staples on earlier, and you said he does that as well. But that might not be far fetched for you as well, there, buddy. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a good idea, especially here in the state of Florida. I think I've been from every every uh, nook and cranny in the state here. So so I would love to talk more about that uh, if anybody wants to talk about that as well. Hey, somebody give us a call, 657-383-1684. That's, again, 657-383-1684. You're listening to Sammy G and the Doc on Blog Talk Radio on the 3 and Out Show. You're everything source for college football in the state of Florida. Well, Doc, this weekend I was at the FCS Bowl, and um, it was the first time on the show by myself. It wasn't the easiest thing to do. I got to tell you how badly I missed you. Uh, you know, having you around, playing the music, directing me, talking to you. I tell you, it's a different ballgame when you got to talk to yourself for two hours. Let me just let me just tell <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I got, I got to uh, tell but, you, you, you did a great job. You did a great job. I mean, if I hear another Tom Petty song, I may hang myself, but you did a great job. Listen, those were those were self-made on the impromptu commercials, and the commercial had no, absolutely no commercial in it. It was just me playing Tom Petty for two minutes just to get my thoughts together so I could come back with more material, and uh, hopefully I hopefully I can I did it well. I, I just don't know, but we'll we'll find out uh, shortly. Speaking of the FCS Bowl, we, uh, you and I made our all-Florida team uh, this week, and uh, we did an offensive and defensive all-Florida team. And you and I, we decided we weren't going to do more than a first team. Or excuse me, more than a – yeah, more than a first team. We were going to just do just a first team. We figured that you're either the guy or you're not the guy at that spot for us. And we wanted to make sure that we put together a pretty solid team. And I announced it over the weekend, but I wanted to announce it to our, our, our listeners tonight uh, because I feel like we're here now and we got everybody on board. So why don't we go through that and uh, let's get some let's get some all Florida music pumping. Let, let, let's get that going, Doc. All right, hold on one second. What do you got for well, me? I don't know. Let me think about this. How about uh, <laughs> let's do a little. Uh, uh yeah, we we are limited on that. So let's go with 
Okay. I got you. I got you right here. I got you. This is... Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, All right. Well, so Wu-Tang. Not... Well, Wu-Tang. If you guys haven't recognized that uh, me and Sammy G uh, grew up listening to 90s rap, so the 90% of the things you hear are going to be 90s rap instrumentals on our, on our program here. So if you don't like it, you can, you can move on. Apparently, we are the 9090 program. We should probably change the name to the 9090 program. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, well, let's start off. Uh, our all-Florida offensive team, uh, starting with the quarterback, Doc, I'm pretty sure there is uh, uh, no surprise here. Uh, it obviously was McKenzie Melton uh, from UCF. Thoughts on yeah, McKenzie? Yeah, yeah no, no question. I mean, McKenzie uh, Melton uh, was the uh, – Orchestrated that offense. I think that that was uh, that, that's a safe bet. I think that you could make some arguments from Quentin for uh, Flowers out of South Florida. You can make an argument for uh, Driscoll out of FAU. But when push comes to shove, uh, Mackenzie Melton um, far away. It was the uh, All Florida quarterback this year. Yeah, he he was just unbelievable. I mean, I, he finished I believe sixth in the Heisman voting, um, which is I think a tragedy. I think he should have been higher. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's as good as Baker Mayfield, but his stats were basically identical uh, to Baker Mayfield. And I'm guessing if McKenzie was doing what he did at one of the Power Five teams, um, he probably would have got a little more recognition when it came to the Heisman voting. Uh, but we're going to see what he's made of. They're playing Auburn, and uh, we're going to we're going to see if McKenzie Mellon's as good as advertised and as good as I've said. And if he's not, I'm going to I'm going to look like a real jerk. But I'll tell you what, I'm sticking with him. I think he's ready to go, uh, and I think those that team's going to be very good as well. Uh, moving on, Kenzie Melton from the uh, state of Hawaii, I believe. So uh, coming sure down to Florida yeah. and balling out. Moving on, running back. Uh, first running back, we have two on the list. Uh, first running back, Cam Akers from Florida State University, and you and I both have seen Cam Akers uh, play. Uh, th- this kid is huge. He's fast. He- he's got great vision. Uh, he can he can make all the runs. He's a one cut guy. Hits the he hits the hole hard and goes. Uh, and once he hits the corner, it's over. You you cannot catch this guy. Uh, he's got power to run over you, and he's got the uh, agility to run around you. Thousand uh, yard rusher, Florida State University, Cam Akers. Yeah, yeah, he had a good season, no question. Um, you know, he's uh, he's uh, from uh, Mississippi. Um, a freshman, I believe. Is that correct? He's a freshman, yep. and uh, had a very good, uh, very good season for a for a FSU squad that struggled most of the season. I think he's the heir apparent to Dalvin Cook, is what I'm guessing that they're thinking in uh, Tallahassee. And from the looks of it, he's well on his way. A uh, thousand yard rusher in his freshman year. Congratulations to Cam. Uh, moving on to our second running back, uh, Devin Singletary. From Florida A and M University, the Fighting Lane mm. Kiffins. Uh, not Florida, Florida Atlantic. Atlantic. Excuse me. FAU. Florida Atlantic. Yeah, FAU, not yeah. FAMU. Yeah. Florida Atlantic. I, 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 I think some. I think we left FAMU off the list, but uh, you know, if, if if we missed anybody, then that was our fault. Exactly. Uh, FAMU. <laughs> or excuse me. Now you got me. You got me going backwards here. FAU. 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 The Fighting Lane Kiffin, uh, Devin Singletary, probably the best player on the team um, offensively, could be the, one of the best players in the country. In fact, Devin Singletary uh, was the first FAU player to earn All-American honors. Can you believe that? Just just recently announced, 
he was named uh, first. He was the first FAU player to be named as an All-American. That, that just goes to show you how amazing this is. Uh, I mean, he just kind of ran all over the, the place. He was third. He was a third-team selection, uh, but he leads the FBS players with 29 rushing touchdowns and a total of 30 altogether. Um, he rushed for 1,796 yards this year. Uh, so I, I think he's pretty good. He's also FAU's all-time leader in rushing touchdowns with 41. So the kid was unbelievable this year for the Fighting Lane Kiffins, and uh, I'm sure that they can't be prouder of what he's done. Uh, and they're actually playing in, a, in, a, in the uh, Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl against Akron, who they should smash. But uh, that's actually the first bowl game coming up. We'll get into that a little later as well. Uh, but congratulations. Uh, Doc, do you know anything about Devin? Have you ever seen him play? Uh, I, I've watched some of the games. Uh, I, obviously, he's uh, had a great season. He, uh, you know, I, I sent you that link for the uh, all mon. What was it? The the, the group of five um, all American team, and he was a running back. So I, I think we're right on point. And, and more importantly, if, if you guys have not had the Chera uh, Bundy tart cherry drink after you work out, you are missing out because that thing is the best thing to prevent muscle soreness after a good workout. So you know about that drink, huh? Good for you. Buddy. I know about that. I know about the tart, <laughs> dude. Tar, the tart cherry drink is in every weight room in every major university in this country. I can promise you that. It is Why the is best that? drink. The tart cherry drink has the highest antioxidants of any drink out there, and it is the. It's been shown clinically in scientific studies <clears throat> to decrease the risk of uh, post-workout soreness. After working out, so I promise you, every major Division One university in this country has Cherubundi tart cherry juice in their in their gyms as we speak. I can promise you that. That's impressive knowledge. I mean, this is why we bring you on the show, buddy. You are a you are literally a walking wealth of knowledge. No, more, I mean, more importantly, more importantly, it's a great mixer for vodka. I mean, that that's the most important part of this discussion. <laughs> well, yeah, let's. Well, for, I mean, let's just not go there. But, okay, I mean, listen, if it's a mixer, it's a mixer. I mean, I guess we got to kind of, I guess, just agree with the uh, – I don't know. He threw me off there, Doc. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. That's how you get out and just throw a show off all together. Good job. Good job. All right, let's move right along to our next uh, embarrassing failure. And that's going to be uh, Braxton Berrios, wide receiver, also a part of our senior spotlight this year. Braxton Barrios from the University of Miami. Uh, Braxton, I mean, this, this guy is Mr. Dependable. He'll catch anything you throw at him. Uh, a little tiny guy, but he's a slot receiver who you can't cover. The guy's so shifty, so athletic. Uh, he did a great job for the Canes this year and um, couldn't be prouder of Braxton. And uh, he, he's obviously well-deserving of, of, of the award. It's 634 yards this year and nine touchdowns for the Canes, uh, leading the, leading them as well. So good for him and pretty excited to have him there as well. Yeah, no, uh, I think it's pretty telling that the uh, – and I, I will give you 100% credit. You're the one that chose all of our senior spotlights this year, and rightfully so. You're the one that has a uh, – um, <clears throat> scouted all the teams in the state here, but it's pretty telling that uh, the, the the players that you chose for the senior spotlight, I, I can think of at least two of them um, who are on the all Florida team. So that's a credit to your ability to scout these guys early on in the season and, and uh, assess their ability and how well they've done. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, you know, I'm glad that at least, at least I know that we're kind of on the right page when it comes to making these selections because, uh, you know, it's good to see that their names show up on other, uh, on other lists as well, that we're not just here uh, making things up on our own. Um, also, moving down the line here, uh, next on our list here, wide receivers, uh, Traquan Smith, number four from uh, UCF. Uh, Traquan Smith, to me, hands down, uh, is the best receiver in college football. There's no doubt about it. I have seen a lot of kids play football, and I've seen a lot of kids play wide receiver. And to me, Traquan Smith, right now, all, all, right now, Traquan Smith is hands down to me <laughs> the best, the best wide receiver uh, in college football. Uh, I mean, the guy is huge. He's big. He's tall. He he runs great routes. He catches the ball. Uh, he's thousand yard ru- uh, receiving yards this year with thirteen touchdowns, averaging ninety yards a game. Uh, he, he just he made some catches that that were just unbelievable this year. And Mackenzie Melton. Um, Mackenzie Melton uh, just knew where to find this guy, and he, he was he, to me. I can tell you, he's the best receiver in in, the, in all college football to me. Yeah, uh, you, you made that you you made that call early on in the season, and obviously that's paying out. The guy's a great great receiver. Definitely, Doc. We got a caller calling in here. Yeah, man. We got we got our buddy Steve from Yellowstone is giving oh, us a call. He called in. I love it. Steve, what's up, buddy? Oh. What can I say? Uh, I got the recommendation for your show from a friend of mine. I try to help you out a little bit, call you, let you know a thing or two about football since clearly you don't know much. And what do you do? You bash me to start the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we didn't bash you. Those West Argos bashed you guys up there. (laughs) Oh, is that right? Did, did, Did you watch the game? I did not watch the game. I listened to it on the radio, but they were up twenty-four to nothing on you guys. I mean, it sounded like a like a, a true ass whipping. If you if I have let to me be let me tell you something. Let me tell you let me tell you something right now. Sure, no problem. I was Go at ahead. the game. I I was at the game. First, okay. the game was fixed. The fix was in. I know people that know people. Something wasn't right about that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Vegas had Vegas had a lot of money on that game, Steve. I'm yeah, sure there was a we'll, lot we'll of money on the game, Steve. Second point. Second point is definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, those boys were on drugs. They were on performance enhancing drugs. Oh God! What's so funny? You know, I think I, you I think at? I Steve. I think I know you. I think your name is also Michael Bennett. Is that right? Who's that? Yeah. Who's that? Uh, he's another Did guy you... that was crying and whining because they lost uh, for this place for the Seahawks. Is that any way to treat your listener? Your <laughs> listener? Uh, it's a friendly banter, Steve. It's a friendly banter. Hey, hey, There's a caller calling in and wants to talk to you, Steve. Hold on. We got uh, we got Mike from Pensacola. Are you, hold, on. To talk to you. hold on. Are you are you okay with that, Steve? Steve, are you okay with that? Yeah, Taking patch, a call? Patch him through. Patch him through. Okay, go ahead. Let's ask you first. Go ahead. You're on with Steve. Hey, Steve from Yellow Belly. Go ahead. Hey, Steve from Yellow Belly. Go ahead and finish your point before I got on listen, the phone. Listen, I'm going to tell you Florida boys one thing. Don't you dare try to sully the good name of Pennsylvania football on these airwaves <laughs> or on any airwaves. 
<laughs> we would never do such a thing. We, 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 we have not, we have yeah. not sullied. We we respect all football in the state of Pennsylvania. You know, we had a, our Florida team went up to play your IUP team. You did say that they were going to smash us. So obviously, we we won the game, and we're just letting you know that we're, we came up there and did our business, and now we're playing for the national title. That's that's simply it. Well, new 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 information has come to light, and it's not that simple. I just filled you in. And uh, okay. simple, a, a simple acknowledgement of that would be fine. It would fix. Did, uh, did he just say the uh, word solely? Wrong, wrong Tom Hanks movie, moron. What the hell is a movie about a hey, 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 a very the very storied history of West Florida football. Ready? West Florida Please. football. The end. Yeah. Well, they're also playing <laughs> for the national title, Steve. So, Steve, I got news for you. Steve, I got news for you. Dan Marino is not walking in that that, that door for high school football in Pennsylvania anymore. Florida, <laughs> baby. Florida, Florida, where the athletes are. Djokovic going to be starting at Notre Dame next year. The top quarterback in the country, Western Pennsylvania. Don't you forget it. The, the top the top quarterback in the country plays for UCF next year. His name's Mackenzie Milton. He finished sixth in the Heisman McKenzie, voting. They gave the guy they gave the guy a woman. Yeah, Steve. Give him, give him a cool name like Phil. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool name, Phil. <laughs> well, listen, Steve. We well, appreciate you, know. you calling in, and listen. We again, we respect all of Pennsylvania. Um, I, I don't know if Mike from Pensacola does, but we we sure do. That's, I don't. That's his name, right? Okay. Well, hey, listen. Hey, Mike, <laughs> one more thing, boys. One more thing. Uh, Mike from Pensacola, suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, we love when you call in, man. Please listen in every time, and feel free to call in if you ever have something great to talk about again. We really enjoyed your conversation. I don't know if you did, but you we call- did. Hey, Mike's Steve, we, 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 you called my name. I'm calling. I'm coming Steve, for you. Steve, we, we can wait till next year to discuss IUP again, though. I think we can all agree to that. <laughs> Oh boy! Unless they have a good baseball, well. they have a good baseball team. Well for you guys. <laughs> Do they have a good baseball team? Hey, what does Mike from Pensacola think? Mike, what do you got, buddy? Hey, uh, listen yeah, he, here, man. Don't be calling Florida radio shows. Don't be calling Florida radio. I, I apologize for calling you a dumb dumb, you dumb dumb. But listen, don't be calling Florida radio shows. To talk about your sorry Pennsylvania radio, sorry Pennsylvania football. The doc said it best. You had Dan Marino. That's great. He got the hell away from there and came to Miami. So obviously, you know, we know something about football down here. All right, pal. Uh, he brought. You know, you know, Mike. You know, Mike. You really Steve, can't help but laugh. You can't help but laugh at it, Steve. You can't help but laugh. That's one of those angry laughs where if he was here. I'd do to him what the IUP boys did to those West Florida you boys. You wouldn't do that. Oh, man. Okay, okay. I would right, slap you around. Okay, okay, <laughs> Listen okay. Listen you, know, you know what, uh, you know Mike, what Roy uh, Moore and, and Steve have in common? Roy Moore right, well, in Alabama? They're both big fans of Jerry Sandusky and the work he does. Uh, oh, boy. That's when you cross the line. Here's what we're going to do next. I challenge you all to a spelling contest. And I want those West Florida boys in it too. Let's see if they can even spell their name. Good day. Uh, all right, Steve. Thank you. Congratulations, Steve. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Okay. Thanks. Good job on being fourth place. 
Mike, thanks right, for Mike. calling in, buddy. We appreciate it. Hey, good job. Oh, there he is. We oh, that him. was a quick. I gave him a quick one. Wow, that that got out of hand quickly. Well, boy, where, where, where were uh, we? I don't even know what happened yeah. there. All right, let's get back to our all all uh, Florida team here. We're happy to talk to anybody else who wants to who wants to, to argue against our points here. Six five seven three eight three one six eight four. Give us a call. That's uh, quite the banter between Steve and Mike there. Steve from Pennsylvania and Mike from Pensacola. But uh, we're, let's move on here. Let's get our all offense here. Uh, our last receiver here. This is where I had a little bit of trouble. Uh, Lequeviante Le Gonzalez. I, I think that went right for me. I don't know. Uh, from That's Southeastern good. University, NAIA Southeastern University, who was in the NAIA playoffs this year. This guy had 60 catches for 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns, uh, averaging 127 yards a game, man. This guy went nuts. Uh, I believe he was a transfer from Kansas. Uh, he was a Division One transfer in. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, good for him, man. Great season, uh, especially at SCU. Uh uh, they, they had a great year making it to the playoffs. And actually, they're very good. They're actually in the playoffs pretty regularly over there at Southeastern University. Uh, so good up on them. I know, Doc, it would, it would, it, I'd be the most impressed guy in the universe if you could tell me anything about LaCuabianta Gonzalez. That's, that's okay. I didn't know either at one point. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> All right, moving on. We're going to go to tight end. Tight end, we're going to, we went with Mitchell Wilcox. Mitchell Wilcox, Doc. Do you remember Mitchell Wilcox? Yeah, Mitchell. Mitchell. Uh, I do remember. He it's um, a great tight end. He actually retweeted or he liked uh, he liked that tweet with the the team. He had a very tough tough ending to the UCF game, but uh, but a hell hell of a talent and good and good player. Yeah, he's going to be known unfortunately for what happened in that game. Uh, but I mean, he he he's shouldn't be. Uh, you know, he's a sophomore tight end, actually freshman tight end. Six four, two hundred thirty six pounder from Tarpon Springs, Florida. Uh, you and I both know about Tarpon Springs uh, very Tarpon much. Tarpon is, is he Greek? He is not Greek. The Wilcox oh, is not Greek. Uh, now I don't know if he's got a Greek in his family, but we know that it is a Greek, predominantly Greek town. So uh, he is not Greek. But let me tell you, Mitchell Wilcox. I think he's going to have a career kind of like Greg Olson. Uh, he's a great athletic tight end. Uh, can catch the ball very well. Uh, unfortunately, in the offense that he's in, they don't do a lot of throwing to him uh, because they use him more as a blocker and a decoy. But I think this guy's going to have a bright future ahead of him. Uh, he was a three-star recruit as well uh, out of the Bay Area down there. So uh, good luck for him. Uh, he also had offers from, like, Ball State and some other places. Uh, but unfortunately, he's good. You, you know you're on a Florida uh, radio station or radio show when you call Tarpon Springs the Bay Area. Yeah. That's all I gotta say about this. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, moving on to our <laughs> offensive line. Uh, these guys, the guys up front, they get no love but do all the work. Uh, Aaron Evans, UCF. Casey McDermott, University of Miami. Martez Ivy, University of Florida. Samuel Anton from University of West Florida Argos. Go Argos and go Samuel Antoine. Keep it up. Do your thing this weekend in Kansas City. Yeah, uh, he, also, he gave us a re, he gave us a retweet, I believe. Did he not, Sammy G? He, he did. He did. He showed us a lot of love. Good for him. Uh, happy to have him on. Uh, also, uh, offensive lineman Jordan Budwig from FIU and our all-purpose uh, player on offense, uh, none other than the all-purpose guy in the state of Florida, uh, Adrian Killens. 
uh, another freshman over there at UCF and Adrian Killens, the Daytona Beach Mainland product. From Mainland, Daytona Beach Mainland. That's it. Great product, great kid. Uh, the guy's going to be unbelievable. When It's amazing to me that how some of these kids from the state of Florida got out of going to Florida and Florida State, Miami, and, and UCF took a chance on these kids, and, man, did it ever pay out for them. I'm guessing the Vegas odds on that, if Steve were on here, would be uh, through the roof as well if those guys were pan out. But they did an amazing job, and uh, we couldn't be happier for that all-Florida offensive team. And congratulations to those guys. Uh, moving forward, our all-Florida defensive team, uh, defensive end, Chad Thomas, University of Miami. Uh, Chad Thomas is phenomenal phenomenal defensive end he's quick he's big he's fast um great athletic talent on the outside he's going to create a lot of pass rush out there um one of the anchors of that miami defense doc have you seen chad play before yeah he's a great player great player well well uh, earning a well-deserved award here no doubt about it uh moving on deidre sanat uh from the university of south florida deidre sanat defensive lineman uh, this guy just wreaks havoc up front. He takes on a ton of double teams. He also gets off a ton of double teams. He knows how to beat that. Uh, he, he's an all-conference uh, defensive tackle from a year ago. Uh, I'm guessing he'll be an all-conference defensive tackle this year as well. Um, also a Florida native from I'm O'Kaley, I'm Florida. Uh, <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Stop right there. It's 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 a mockery. Home of. <laughs> Home of Edron James. Thank you very much. Oh, again, you have the PhD. I don't. Congratulations. Amatville, <laughs> so, Florida, home of Edron James. Uh, congratulations to Deidre's not phenomenal defensive tackle. Uh, Going to do a lot of big things uh, as well. Uh, couldn't be happier for Deidre. Have you have you seen Deidre play, Doc? Yeah, great, 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 great prospect. Uh, you know, w- well deserved. Exactly. All right, moving on to our next defensive lineman, Tony Garrard from UCF, another one of those guys at UCF, just super athletic defensive lineman, um, plays on defensive end and defensive tackle. He kind of moves around um, a lot on the defensive front, but he's super athletic, and he gets to the uh, gets to the quarterback. Uh, I've seen him actually go out and bat balls down that are going out on screens. He's had a lot of awareness as a – excuse me, as a defensive lineman, a uh, ton of awareness there. And, um, you know, he's probably going to end up being a late-round draft pick, if I had to guess. Uh, big body, I believe he's around 6'5 or 6'4, um, close to 300 pounds, if not over 300 pounds. Um, I think he's just a fast. 6'4, 310 is what he's listed at. Uh, but at 6'4, 310, the guy plays like he's a, a defensive end that weighs 285 pounds. Uh, the Tampa, Florida native uh, went to Tampa Bay Tech. It's good to see all these kids that are at these Florida schools, Doc, that are most of them hometown Florida kids. Isn't that, isn't that nice? Yeah, I think it really speaks to the, 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 the level of the athlete that comes out of this state. I mean, I think if you look at the NFL, I think that, you know, without question, Florida um, per capita has more athletes that make it to the NFL than any other state in the country. I think maybe California and Texas have more athletes, but they also have three times the population. So it really, I mean, that's the whole that's the whole reason we have this show, is that the athletes in the state of Florida are second to none. The the volume of the athletes in this state 
Um, you know, every other state, there's a reason why every other major university comes into Florida to recruit. It is the primary state for the for the best athletes in, in football, no question. And, and I think that our team and our uh, first team offense and defense really speaks to that. I agree with that, and, it, and it, it, you really can't debate that anywhere you go. I mean, we truly are, I believe, and I will. You and I will both hang our hats that our, our players and our athletes down here, and, and a lot of it has to do with the weather. I mean, our guys can play sports year round, whereas they can't do that in a lot of the other states, uh, which I yeah, think it, definitely contributes to that. If you look at um, you know Florida, they they really have the high school athletes in Florida, for all intents and purposes, have have five seasons. So you have the four fall seasons and then you have the, the the four springs and the four springs end up equating to basically a full season so the athletes in florida and to some extent texas and california and georgia and other warmer states have the luxury of having a a spring season whereas the guys in wisconsin michigan you know those kind of areas pennsylvania steve from yellowstone they don't have the luxury of having a spring season so these guys have had an extra year under the belt compared to other athletes coming out of high school. And that is a big reason why these athletes are just doing much better in college. No question. I agree with that 100%. Uh, moving on, our last defensive lineman, obviously going to be probably a top 10 draft pick, Taven Bryan uh, from the University of Florida. Uh, Taven Bryan, man, this kid's unreal. 6'5", 293 defensive lineman. Uh, unfortunately, he's not a Florida kid. He's from Casper, Wyoming. Uh, But, God, this kid is unbelievable. Uh, I want to say he's almost J.J. Watt-like in his his ability to play football. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, he was unanimously selected as a 2013 Conference Defensive Player of the Year uh, and also named – this was prior when he went – this was in high school. He was named Conference Player of the Year. He was an all-state first-team kid, uh, both on offense and defensive line. How about that? Unanimously. Um, yeah. yeah he, he he has a nickname, from what I what I understand, as the Wyoming Madman, and and all reports are that he is just a great guy. His dad is a Navy SEAL. Apparently, his workouts at home were were um, some of the most difficult workouts that anybody can endure. As he worked out with his dad, um, and and this kid is going to be a stud. And I'm just looking forward to watching him develop and 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 really mature in the NFL in the near future. I I suspect he'll be. I suspect when he shows up at the combine, they take one look at him. He, he'll be a first round draft pick. Uh, he, I, I guess he looks phenomenal. I've seen him. I've scouted him. Uh, I haven't seen him without his clothes on, and I'll, they'll give a chance to do that when he gets to uh, to Indianapolis because he's definitely going to be there. The uh, underwear but, Olympics. The underwear Olympics. They will. They will it. take a look at him. Sure. Oh, I can only imagine. Uh, but this kid's unbelievable, athletic, powerful, uh, very nice kid, extremely smart, dedicated, works hard on every play. I've never seen him take a playoff. Uh, so congratulations to Taven Bryan. I'm guessing that he'll have more accolades coming uh, in the near future. Uh, moving on to linebacker, one of our senior spotlight kids again, uh, linebacker Shaquem Griffin uh, from UCF. Shaquem uh, just a phenomenal person, first and foremost, obviously playing with one hand. Uh, but, you know, he had that band syndrome as a child. Uh, but I, the kid's unbelievable. I mean, I, 
The old the old band syndrome there, Sammy. Good job. A- am- amniotic band syndrome. Is that <laughs> what it is? Band syndrome? <laughs> the amniotic band syndrome. But that, that well, I, didn't the, I didn't say the, the whole thing, but I mean... The old man, the old man, the mighty Mississippi, the old band. Yeah, well, all right, well, there's the doc. The doc's here. So, doc says it's amniotic band syndrome. <laughs> I apologize, Shaquem. I didn't mean to, didn't mean to underplay uh, your your uh, situation. The old man, the old man, the, the old, old man. Mississippi. Uh, anyway, uh, Shaquem Griffin, man, uh, phenomenal kid, unbelievable talent. I mean, the guy, the guy plays like he's got actually 15 hands. Uh, he's all over the field. Uh, all-conference <laughs> linebacker. I mean, he, he's just unbelievable in that game against Memphis, creating fumbles, causing fumbles, sacking the quarterback. In fact, on the last play of the game where they threw that interception, he's the one that created the pressure and got got disrupted the quarterback. Doc, we've talked about him, especially being on the senior spotlight. What, what are your thoughts on Shaquem? On yeah, no, you, you, you made this call uh, early in the season. He's a great athlete. Obviously, his brother – uh, plays in the NFL, so he's got he's got good genes, um, and and you know and, and defensively, you know you can play with with one hand. I mean, you got Jason Pierre-Paul is missing four fingers from a firework accident. You see players all the time breaking their hands and and basically getting casted for games. So he's very fortunate that he that he's that he's done well on the defensive side of the ball, and and, and he'll play in the NFL. JJ Watt actually tweeted him. Um, you know, because he respected how he's done, and, and you made this call two months ago when we first did our one of our shows about how this kid's a uh, a baller, and you got to respect somebody who can overcome a a uh, you know a, a, a handicap and do, and do as well as he's done. No question, without a doubt. And you know, first and foremost, the guy's a great kid. Uh, that's the that's the best thing. He's a great kid. Uh, always has a smile on his face. Always looking at the upside of life. And uh, couldn't be happier for Shaquem. Uh, this was a no-brainer, obviously, uh, for him getting on. Moving on, linebacker Josh Sweat, Florida State University. Uh, Josh is an – I've watched these guys play all year. Six-foot-five, 253-pound uh, linebacker. This guy is – he's a freak. He's only a junior. The guy is a freak athlete. He's from Chesapeake, Virginia. Uh, he was a Nagurski Award watch list for this year going in. The kid is unbelievable, uh, unbelievably athletic. He's going to be, if, if, I, if I had to guess right now, if he came out this year, he'd probably be a top five-round guy. If he stays in, I'm guessing he's going to be a top two-round linebacker when it's all said and done, uh, just based on the size and the athleticism that he, he, I mean, the guy rushes the passer. Well, every game I went to, I felt like I heard his name every five seconds on defense. That's how good he is. And I actually thought he actually played better than Derwin James in both games I went to. Uh, Doc, do you know anything about Josh Wett? Yeah, so he was the uh, number one overall uh, player out of high school, uh, went to Florida State, had an ACL his senior year. Um, had had an ACL reconstruction. I, I can't remember if he redshirted or if he played it. I believe he's redshirted his freshman year. But uh, you know, if you watch him, he plays with a, with a ACL brace because he had an ACL reconstruction done. Uh, and I, I actually, the surgeon who did it was in New York City. Um, and you know, he's done very well. So, but but you would expect him to do well because he was the number one overall recruit uh, that year out of high school. He sure was, Doc, and he's just he's he's everything as advertised. Um, he had offers coming out from Virginia Tech, Georgia, Oregon, Ohio State, uh, and chose Florida State all over all of them. So 
he's going to, Willie Tiger's got a player in this guy. And uh, I can't wait to see what Willie Tiger does with him on defense. That's for sure. Moving on. Uh, next is a uh, linebacker, uh, Aziz Al Shair of FAU. You're, you're fighting Lane Kiffins. What do you know about Aziz Al Shair? Doc? Uh, I'll be the first to admit, not a heck of a lot. So tell me about him. <laughs> oh, man. Aziz Al Shair, okay. Um, He's a linebacker down at FAU. Uh, let me tell you why I started looking at this kid. There was a there was a, a piece on him where um, he was a, a freshman, and uh, believe it or not, his he has a brother um, who wasn't doing things right in the classroom uh, where he's from, and he moved his brother over to Boca uh, Raton where he's at, and essentially started raising. His, uh, his younger brother and got him right and got him into the classroom. Uh, he's over from Tampa area, six foot two, 228 pound linebacker. And um, the kid, once I, once I heard that story and what he did, and basically now he's basically a single parent of sorts um, and just kind of raising a, a brother over there. Uh, I couldn't, it kind of touched me in a way where I, was, I just, I, I had to follow him and follow his progress. And he ended up being one of the best team. Uh, linebackers in the country. He was a first-team all-conference guy uh, and probably going to be a first-team all-conference guy next year if he decides to stay or come out. I don't know if he's coming out or not, uh, but wreaks havoc on defense. Super athletic guy. Uh, if you watch their game coming up, just you're going to hear his name a hundred times, I can promise you. Aziz Al-Shahir. Just remember that name. You heard it here. Aziz Al-Shahir. I'll say it again. Moving on, defensive backs. Uh, no surprise here. Uh, Derwin James. Uh, Florida State University, uh, Derwin James, top five pick, probably top ten pick, I would say, this, in this year's NFL draft. Uh, Derwin's just a, a freak of nature. Um, wreaks havoc. I, I got he had a quiet year, but I don't think people played and went towards him this year, Doc. I think they stayed pretty far away from from Derwin James for the most part this year. Um, but you know, I, I know you know a little bit about Derwin as well. Uh, yeah, no, he, he obviously is, is somebody who's gotten a lot of press and somebody you'd expect to go in the first round. He had a, a knee injury last season, um, from what I understand, a meniscus injury, had meniscal repair. Um, and uh, somebody's come back and done very well. So, uh, without question, uh, somebody who uh, should be a first-round draft pick this season. I mean, he was on the watch list for the Bednarik, the Maxwell, the Nagurski, the Thorpe, and the Horning Awards. I mean – that's a lot of awards to be uh, on the watch list. Yeah, for. you know the, the the issue I have with these watch lists is they're purely based off of preseason rankings and 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 kind of chatter. You know, the, the, he had a good season, but um, you know, I, I think there are probably guys out there who had much better seasons who, who didn't get the recognition because they're not Derwin James. Sure, I would agree with that. Uh, and obviously, six foot three, two hundred fifteen pound safety. Uh, probably helps his case a little bit too because those are not growing on trees either. Um, but congratulations nonetheless to Derwin James, uh, making the first team on defensive back. Also on the defensive back list for us, uh, the leader of the uh, of the turnover chain, Jaquan Johnson, out of the University of Miami. Uh, Jaquan Johnson obviously was all over the turnover chain this year. Uh, he led Miami um, in turnovers this year in the secondary. And um, I, I like Jaquan Johnson. I think he's a good player. 
Uh, he's number four on the roster there. Defensive back, 5'10", 190 pounds. You know he's only a, a sophomore, right? Or excuse me, he's only a freshman, by the way. Uh, he's a Miami product. Excuse me, he's a junior this year. I started, I'm sorry, he started all 12 games there. Uh, he was not too, too close. No, no, no. <laughs> he's a junior, excuse me. Um, but, I mean, the guy's all over the place. Uh, probably going to be one of the best, if not, I, I would say probably the top defensive back in the country coming back next year, um, just based on what he did this year. So, uh, congratulations to him. I know you've seen him play this year too, Doc, no? Yeah, no, good athlete. Um, you know, obviously uh, they kind of died there towards the end of the season, but uh, having a, a good Miami Hurricane team is good for the, the state of college football uh, without question. So, you know, good season, no question. And unfortunately they did run out of gas this year, but, you know, these things tend to happen uh, if you're not ready to go, man. That's, what, that's why you keep playing and keep working out in the offseason. Uh, but congratulations to Jaquan uh, Johnson uh, being on the all Florida defensive team. Uh, moving along, uh, Jalen Young, <clears throat> again, from your fighting Lane Kiffins. Jalen Young is a defensive back, and his uh, his stock is actually rising through the roof right now. Uh, he's had a tremendous, tremendous season this year. Um, the, this this defensive safety is a safety, five foot eleven, one hundred and eighty five pounder from Belgrade, Florida. Another another kid from down in that area. Uh, just uh, just went nuts this year for for Lane Kiffin. He's probably their best guy in the secondary. Uh, probably going to continue. Uh, I'm guessing I had if I had to guess he's going to stay in uh, this year. He could come out, uh, but if I had to guess, he would definitely be uh, he'd be one of the top guys um, uh, coming out. He as a safety this year, he had 70 tackles, dude, two tackles for loss. He led the team with seven interceptions this year, uh, and had a bunch of pass defenders, had a couple quarterback queries and a, and a and a forced fumble, but seven interceptions in that secondary uh, for Jalen Young. His stock is actually flying up the charts right now. Uh, if I were him, I'd be staying in for one more year. Like I said, he'd be a top top three or four uh, at his position next year. Uh, and I know you love your fighting lane, Kiffin guys. So good for them. Yeah, you know, you know, if I had to, if I had to look at it at a player, if I was an NFL GM, and and you know, you're a scout, so you can give me your your two cents, but. If I had to look, if if I was the NFL GM, I, obviously I would look at their talent on the field. But the second thing I would look at is where they're from, and there are not many, not many places in this country where you're going to have more successful people than from the muck the muck bowl. So Pahokee and Bell Glades. At one point, I think Bell Glades had more athletes in the NFL than any other high school in the country. And and if you guys know about. Pahokee, Bell Glaze, or right around Lake Okeechobee. Immokalee, which Sammy G butchered earlier tonight, is about an hour south. <laughs> it's, it's, it's west of Fort Myers. The, the kids from those areas I would put money on would be more successful than the kids from any of the big cities in anywhere in the country. Um, so this, this kid, obviously, is somebody that I think is going to be uh, very successful moving forward. Yeah, Immokalee. That's something I will never forget, Doc. We should go there, the home of Edron James. It's west of Fort Myers. I know the area well, but we should go down there because there are some great athletes. Um, you had uh, Baby J uh, was the running back at University of Miami. Um, Javaris James, that was uh, Edron James' cousin, had some great players come out of Immokalee, Florida, um, and, and somewhere that produces some great athletes. Immokalee, Florida. 
That's all there is to it. That's all. I'll, I'll never forget that's that. All, Immokalee, that's all there is to it. I'm, I'm telling you, you and I are going on a road trip to Immokalee, Florida, just to scout the athletes down there. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, moving forward, Doc, uh, our last defensive back on the list, Mike Hughes, uh, number 19 from UCF. Uh, Mike Hughes, obviously one of the best DBs, one of the fastest players in the country. Uh, five foot eleven, 195, excuse me, 191 pound uh, defensive back from New Bern, North Carolina. Actually, it was a transfer from Garden City Community College. I believe Garden City is in miles one, near Miles Stomping Grounds in uh, in Kansas. There, uh, but I mean, again, Mike Hughes. He's probably people are going to know him for what he did, uh, not as so much as a defensive back, but he was a phenomenal kick returner. Uh, he, 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 in fact, if I'm not mistaken, he's one of the, the guys that had the return against Memphis uh, that kind of got their spark going again um, this year. I couldn't be more proud of what he's done. I would say he's in line with the rest of them uh, as far as speed goes, but he was third on the team in all-purpose yards, and he didn't even play offense, Doc. He was third on the team, 869, 869 yards of offense, excuse me, of total total uh, total yards, and he didn't even play all-purpose yards and did not even play um, – he didn't even play uh, offense. I said it again. All-return yards. Yeah, 232 232 punt return yards, 545 kick return yards. Uh, it was unbelievable and scored uh, probably about four touchdowns. He averages 72 yards a game, and again, he's a defensive back. Yeah, he, he, he's, basically, he's basically Devin but, Hester. He is basically Devin Hester, who just retired, yeah. by the way. Retired yesterday. He did. Uh, should be. He will be in Canton Hall of Fame for the greatest, one of the greatest returners of all time. So, you know, everybody out there needs to to, to make their mark and and what they do well. And uh, this this young man obviously does well in the return game. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, even punt returns, he's averaging 17.8 yards a carry. He had one return for a touchdown this year. On kick returns, he's averaging 34.1 yards per carry and had two returns with a long of 95. Uh, You're going to be hearing this guy's name for for quite some time. uh, That's for sure. And moving on. one last, uh, our last two uh, slots here on our on our team here, the old Florida Gators here are going to take a clean sweep, a clean sweep of our specialists. Uh, our kicker is going to be Eddie Pinheiro and our punter, Johnny Townsend. And, Doc, tell me about those guys if you can. Yeah, I mean, J- Johnny Townsend is, uh, you hate to say it, has been a, a big part of the Florida Gator uh, team over the last couple of years. He he controls the field, flips the field with his punts. Um, you know, his, his dad is a well-known lawyer there with Morgan and Morgan. You guys may have heard him on the radio. Um, he's done the, but Johnny Townsend done a very good job. Should should get a uh, a chance to play in the league. And then Eddie Pinheiro is a great uh, great story. For those of you who don't know, the, the guy never made a kick in high school. He was a soccer player at a junior college in Miami. Uh, went out with his friends, started messing around, kicking field goals. Realized that he could kick 60, 70 yard off field goals, and then started going to kicking camps and, and became the number one rated uh, kicker out of high school. Signed by Florida, uh, signed by Alabama initially, flipped to Florida, and his first kick at Florida was his first kick ever in competitive football. So he's somebody that um, uh, will likely get drafted. He's still debating on what he's going to do, but both these guys, I think, will be play. You'll, you'll be seeing them play on Sundays. Also, Johnny Townsend, I wanted to put this in there. 
Um, he, he actually announced the launch of his own foundation today, sponsoring the renovation of the pediatric oncology infusion clinic at Shands Hospital. Um, uh, that's pretty awesome. The guy hasn't even left college, hasn't even kicked for the pros yet, and he's already given back. And uh, that, that's, that just goes, kind of goes to show what kind of guy Johnny Townsend is. And, he, I mean, guy, he's still in school, created the Johnny Townsend Foundation already. Uh, uh, that's great. Already given back, so. Uh, congratulations to him. Uh, folks, anybody who's listening in, uh, or excuse me, everyone that's listening in, please give us a call, 657-383-1684. Again, that's 657-383-1684. You're listening to Sammy G and the Doc on the Three and Out Show, your everything source for college football in the state of Florida. Uh, we just went over our, our long and distinguished all-Florida team, offense and defensive teams. Uh, earlier we talked about West Florida had Steve from, uh, I believe it's Allentown PA, excuse me, Yellowstone PA, uh, called in again. I like Steve as a nice guy. We'll get him to call in as much as we can to talk about the Pennsylvania sports. I know it's a Florida show, but you know, he's a nice character. So we'll bring him in as, as he sees fit. Uh, but looking forward ahead. Um, we have a lot of things coming up, uh, in college football, uh, starting with, uh, starting with the college bowl series, uh, bowl games actually start this weekend and uh, they're, they're starting actually the first game this weekend is December 9th. And just so happens that our beautiful and lovely FAU fighting lane Kiffins are going to be uh, playing in that game. Uh, it's the Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl, uh, December 9th at 7 PM Akron Zips versus our FAU Owls, the Akron Zips in the Mac. Uh, versus our FAAU Owls, and actually, we got a caller calling in right now. Hey, caller, uh, what's your name? And you're on with Sammy G in the back. Hey, guys, it's Mike from Pensacola again. I just wanted to call and apologize for saying those harsh things to Steve from Yellowstone. I just get jacked up about my West Florida Argos. So I was listening to your uh, – so I hope you accept my apology. So I was listening course, to your uh, all-Florida list. And I was wondering, yeah, I was wondering if you could uh, maybe make an all Pennsylvania suck balls team because he told me to suck balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate you guys letting him talk to me like that. <laughs> so yeah, suck it, Steve from Yellowstone, and I'll talk to you guys next week. I love the show. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Mike wants to suck balls team. We're, we're, I don't know if we can put that one together, unfortunately, but we'll see what happens. Doc, we we're just talking about the uh, first uh, bowl game this year, the Cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl, uh, December 19th at 7 p.m., Akron Zips at FAU. Doc, who do you know that played for Akron? Akron is uh, Jimmy, Garopp- Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback at uh, 49ers. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. No. You sure about that one? Where did he play? You sure about that, Doc? I thought he played there. Where did he play? That's not who I was thinking of. Let's try Let's try to figure another it out. Go ahead. Give me another name. At Akron? Yep, at Akron. Don't look uh, it up. I hear you typing on your computer there. What, what position? Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo, just so you have peace of mind, played at Eastern Illinois. All right, it's close enough. Akron, played for Akron. Defensive, uh, defensive end. Akron. 
I don't know. Damn, I don't know. But Jason yeah. Taylor, man. That's right. That is, you are 100% right. You are right. Jason Taylor, the best defensive end ever played in Miami Dolphins. Well, yeah, he's also a Hall of Famer. He's also a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's he's an Akron Zip. Indeed he is. Um, Akron Zip. So, Akron's playing our, our FAU Owls. Uh, Akron's a pretty good team in the MAC. I don't know that they're good enough to beat our Fighting Lane Kiffins, especially. It's essentially a home game. Um, essentially a home game for uh, FAU. And um, I, I just don't know if they have the talent to come down here and play against uh, Devin Singletary. He might put up 17 touchdowns this weekend. Um, so, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, Doc, you want to check that line? Check the line, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the line is, but I would know that if I was FAU, I would not be happy playing in the Boca Raton Bowl, but I think you're going to win. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check the, our line, our caller line. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. I'm, I'm a mess right now. I'm a mess right now. Yeah. Hold on one sec. I got the doc The doc doing stats. I got the doc doing the, the music. Uh, I believe we have our caller going to be calling in here shortly uh, from uh, from the Senior Bowl, Patrick Wu. Uh, Patrick's obviously uh, somebody that we want to get on and talk to about about a postseason game. Uh, so let's see what the doc has here. Hopefully he'll, he'll get us back here. Let me... Uh, let me get this music down because I believe it's going to be uh, it's going to be Patrick Will here. Let's find out here shortly. Been waiting for him to call in and talk to us about the Senior Bowl that's coming on. Sammy G, hey, we, got Steve, we, we got Steve Mielos. Don't give us a call back. Oh, here we go. Cut that <laughs> music, right. Doc. Let's hear what Steve has to say. Steve, what you got? Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, 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 we got yeah, we go. Guys, listen, uh, the guy from Pensacola called and was ready to accept his apology. It sounded very legit. And then he, he comes back with that filth. But anyway. I, I agree. Uh, the, the, reason, the real reason I called is because I want to know where Jason Taylor's from. <laughs> you know, he's from Pennsylvania, I believe. That's correct. Woodland Hills High School, having a good night, boys. Don't you forget. <laughs> All right, Steve. You got one. Congratulations, buddy. Him and Dan Marino, they both play for the Dolphins. <laughs> I, I, I got to respect Steve hanging on the line to listen to us. We, we got a call coming in from uh, from Maryland. Patrick Wood. Me... Yep. All right. You got him? Yeah, I got him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming to, on the show now, uh, we have scouting coordinator – uh, from the Reese Senior Bowl, Patrick Wu. Patrick, you're on with Sammy G and the Doc. How are you? Thanks for coming on. Sammy G and the Doc, this is some tremendous company to be associated with. I'm honored. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we appreciate it. We, we enjoy it. We're, uh, excuse me. We thank you for coming on as well. Hey, uh, Patrick, I know you're busy, man, and I know the Doc. We all had a good time, uh, you know, seeing each other this year. Uh, but, you know, we were talking earlier to our listeners uh, about the Senior Bowl, and a lot of people don't realize, and I understand it's called the Senior Bowl, but a lot of people don't realize that only seniors play, and they, they think that if you come out and you declare for the draft, you can play in this game. Uh, and I tried to explain that, and the doc made sure that to make sure that I understood it was called the Senior Bowl. 
but I was trying to reassure him that a lot of people think everybody can play in this game. Could you just kind of tell our listeners a little bit about the game and uh, how it came to be and, and what the criteria is to play in there? Yeah, we uh, we absolutely are the, the Senior Bowl, a college football all-star game and NFL scouting event. We are not a bowling alley for seniors, contrary to what many of the people who call our office think that we are. Um, but, yeah, you know, just you on that one, though, Sammy, we <laughs> – we can have some juniors, though, if they are graduated. You know, that was a great change that our executive director, Phil Savage, was able to get approved at the league office, is that if a junior has graduated and has fulfilled his obligation to academically to his university and wants to declare for the draft, he is, in fact, eligible to participate here in the recent senior bowl, but only if he has his degree in hand before arriving here. So there have been some special occasions, but you're right, Sammy, there are also a lot of folks out there who think, oh, yeah, my son's going to the NFL he didn't finish school, but, yeah, he's going to play in the senior bowl, right? And the answer to that, of course, a lot of times is no. But uh, we are looking for the nation's top seniors. Um, this is one-third all-star game, by the way that we describe it, and two-thirds NFL scouting event. So it is hard sometimes to tell the average college football fans that, uh, you know, all-American does not always mean top NFL draft prospects. And so, uh, you know, we're looking for the players that are going to best project to the next level that uh, you folks, and the and the NFL want to see perform here and showcase themselves. And unlike the unlike the East West game and the NFL PA game, those two games allow you to to play as a junior uh, in those games. Whereas you guys are specific to the seniors, correct? Well, you know, actually, Sammy, I don't think that that's accurate. I think that the other two All Star oh. games are also restricted to seniors and. Um, to, to clarify all of that, it's something that we don't really want to be associated with in terms of juniors coming out early to participate in all-star games because obviously our clientele is the universities and these college football programs, and their duties there are to retain their players, graduate their players, and win a bunch of football games. And if we're in the middle as an all-star game trying to recruit these players, uh, so to speak, to come participate and leave their programs early, I think that's doing a disservice to these universities and the outstanding coaches that they're playing for. That's, that's amazing. I, I honestly had no idea. I, so I, I'm, I'm loving the fact that I'm learning along with our listeners. Doc, did you, did you, any, did you know any of that either? No, I didn't. But certainly the uh, Senior Bowl is a, is a very well-respected bowl. And, 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 and Patrick, we, you know, we, we've talked before. But help me understand the criteria that you look for. I know you've scattered a lot of these guys around the country. What are the things that you look for on the guys that you get that you invite to your uh, to your bowl? Yeah, I kind of look at it. My personal view of it is kind of a three-pronged approach where there's our scouting evaluation side of it where Phil Savage and I and some of our wonderful helpers across the country are out on the road. We're working as an NFL scouting organization would, and we're getting our, our own look at all of these players and doing our own, own evaluation. And, of course, the second prong would be that the player absolutely has to be in good standing with his own coach at college and his program because, you know, we want great representatives of their college football programs, and if the coach will not endorse the player, then why should we? So, you know, they have to be in good standing with the school, have an endorsement with their program. So then the third side of it is, uh, what the NFL wants and what the CFL scouts that come down here want, you know, because we want the players here that they want to see so that they can do a better job of uh, of finalizing their evaluations on these prospects. And it's ultimately a service to them as much as it is a service to the fans to have, to have them be able to see their favorite players one last time. But that's kind of the three prongs of it. We do our own evaluations. We get the endorsements from the college programs. And then we get a, a kind of verify our evaluations through the National Football League. 
Patrick, can you talk to me a little bit about how your process goes? Do you now when to start to finish? So, are you already looking towards 2018 or excuse me, next year's class already? Are you just concentrating on what's coming out this year? Uh, how do you guys get your kind of list together and, and kind of set your schedule for your travel schedule for the following season? Yeah, the best part about college football is that you know that a lot of these players are coming back, the freshmen, sophomores, juniors. When you're watching so many seniors and so many college football teams, there are other players, obviously, that stand out to you. So it's always fun to have the younger players stand out, remember who they are going into whatever class that they are, and recognizing a lot of these names. But the best part about this job is how well-rounded it is. So we are indeed already aware of many juniors that will be part of the class of 2019 for the 2019 Reese's Senior Bowl. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like we get to play and wear all hats of it. We do the summer – over the summer, we're at the media days for the Power Five conferences, meeting with the coaches, talking to them about their players. And then throughout the fall, you know, Sammy, I saw you in Gainesville with the doc when I was scouting Florida. So in the fall, we're doing the school visits. We're doing the game, uh, the game visits that the NFL scouts are doing. And then obviously we run our event in January, and then we'll go to the Combine and uh, continue to support our most recent class at the Combine. And then after that, we're full, full go into the next year. In the spring, we turn into the NFS scouts uh, or the Blesto scouts and start working towards the next class and next game along with a lot of our off-season community events. So it's a very, very well-rounded job that allows us um, to do a little bit of everything throughout the year. That's so, uh, yeah. So Patrick, uh, you know, we, we talked briefly on the sidelines, but as far as players who have had injuries or maybe have missed time, do you guys just, you know, as long as you're cleared to play, then you look at them or do you take into account injuries and missed time and all these things when, when you're looking at who to invite? Yeah, we certainly have set the precedent with that. Um, I can't recall what year he was right now, but Jonathan Williams was an outstanding running back at Arkansas, and he had a foot injury preseason in fall camp, was out for the season. His head coach at the time, Brett Bielema, uh, gave a glowing endorsement of Jonathan Williams, and uh, and so we were able to get Williams into the into the game. Of course, he was a running back. That's always kind of a position that's a little bit tricky for us because so many of the great running backs declare for the NFL as juniors, so it's always a little bit of a thinner class. Um, but Jonathan Williams was somebody who had had an outstanding career leading up to that point. Um, it, you know, specific to where you work on a full-time basis, Doc, of course, Marcel Harris is an outstanding safety there. And he's somebody that was a well-regarded prospect before the injury. So ultimately, if there's not enough to go off of because of injuries, that's really where we'll rely on our NFL sources to really see and hear what they think of the player and whether or not they think that the player warrants being here and if they want to see him here. Wow. That's impressive. I didn't realize how much went into uh, to actually getting into your, your – I mean, you're essentially like one of us. You know, you, you're a full-time scout. You're running around the country. Uh, one thing that the doc and I always talk about is because of our travel so much, we love to eat and drink at good places. Patrick, what's one of some of your favorite places to eat and drink while you're on the road? Oh, man, that's a great question that I don't have a really good answer to. <laughs> um, I'm not one of those fancy sit down and, and eat and find good places to eat types of people. I'm I'm one of those. It's going to sound like I'm a workaholic or it's going to sound like I have a pretty decent work ethic or whatever. But, um, you know, I'm one of those just go get the job done and get out of there type of guy. So I'm a I'm a Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, you know, um, that type of guy. But I'll tell you where I like to stay is uh, hotel wise, Norman, Oklahoma has a place called the Montford Inn, which, of course, you know, my boss, Phil Savage, is 
the connoisseur in all these restaurants and hotels because he's he's been to every state in America throughout his football career and he right. recommended that I stay at the Montford Inn in Norman, Oklahoma. It's a little family-owned bed and breakfast, and it was the coolest place that I've ever stayed with the best hospitality. And Norman, obviously, is a really cool place. So if anybody goes to Norman, I'd say stay at the Montford Inn. But I don't have any restaurant recommendations. You know, I'll tell I'll tell you from a uh, from a, a foodie myself. Uh, if you're if you're in the Mobile area. I think Lambert's Cafe, which is uh, not too far from there, where they throw you the rolls, a very famous place and somewhere that uh, some of the uh, fans may want to check out if they're down there in Mobile. And the other thing is, if you're in Alabama, Mobile, Alabama, the the, the white barbecue sauce. Sammy G, have you had have you had Alabama white sauce before? I have not. It is phenomenal. So when you're in Mobile uh, for the uh, Senior Bowl. Um, the the white barbecue sauce it's famous in Alabama it is awesome and obviously the game itself is the Reese's Senior Bowl this year uh, Patrick is January twenty seventh correct two thousand eighteen in Mobile Alabama correct yes yeah live from Lad People Stadium and on NFL Network and if somebody wants to come to the game can they just show up buy a ticket and, and, and go to the game as well is it open to everybody yeah. Absolutely. We'd love to have a capacity crowd. We'd love for you to be a part of our capacity crowd. Great tailgating as well. Um, SeniorBowl.com, you can get your tickets online. You can give us a call. We have an outstanding ticket manager. Sarah Selfo does a great job. Um, so, yeah, we'd love for everybody to come be a part of this. This is something, you know, the, the cool thing is when I, when I made a visit to Pittsburgh this year, I had people telling me that the Senior Bowl is always something that they've wanted to go to. And, you know, I grew up in the north, uh, well, I mean, Maryland, so – South by, by geography with the Mason-Dixon line. North by, I guess, the way we're raised. I don't know. But, um, you know, up north, we never really talked that much about the Senior Bowl. And having people tell me that the Senior Bowl is something they've always wanted to come experience, I thought that was pretty special. So we'd love for everybody to come down here, experience Mobile, and get some rolls thrown at them at Lambert's and be a part of it. <laughs> hey, Patrick. Go ahead, Tommy. You, 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 you and I'll finish up. I was going to say, Patrick, can can the fans, can the listeners go on the website? And the, it's a week long event, if I'm not, or is it is it a few day event? How long does the event go? Yeah, can no, they find an itinerary on Sunday and Monday. Yeah, there's a schedule online. Our players will be here on Sunday and Monday. Um, all of the practices Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are free and open to the public. They'll also be broadcast on ESPN NFL Network. So if you can't make it down here, you can still be a part of it, uh, part of the viewership. But yeah, everything's open to the public. We have an outstanding fan fest on Friday as well in the convention center where you get to meet your favorite players, get some autographs if you're into that type of stuff. And it's just cool. a great overall week. And that's what I love about it. It's not just a game, guys. It's a it's an event. It's an experience. And that's what that's what we love about it. Awesome. So so Patrick, you know, we we, we met on the sidelines and and you uh, you you sent me a note. And I really appreciate that. I don't know if you know, but I but I got the, I got the cards you sent and the letter you sent. So thank you very much. And you said you're going to be in Indy for the combine. I'll be there as well. So if you're if you're there, I get on a Tuesday and uh, St. Elmo's is on me. If you're in town, let me know. All right, now that's one restaurant I am aware of. Let me, yeah, Indianapolis, St. Elmo's. There's another one in Indianapolis that I can't think of the name right now, but it was a great seafood place. But, yeah, the Combine's a great time. There there are some restaurants in Indianapolis, I remember. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. It's a great time. But the, the Combine's easier for us guys because I'm just there as a visitor and supporter and do whatever needs to be done. If somebody asks me to do something, I'm not there having to – to uh, run the show or make sure everything goes right, right? So the combine's a lot easier, so I get some time to eat. 
Oh, yeah, we need. Yeah, I, 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 told, I, I told Sammy G he needs to come up there this year. He he has not been up there for the combine, but it, it is it is quite the scene for the fans out there listening. Um, the combine, you know, they have they have quite a bit of a uh, fan opportunity. So uh, come up there in Indy because it's quite the scene. But but before you do that, come to Mobile for the Senior Bowl because it's also a great scene. Definitely, Patrick. Listen, we want to say thank you for having you on, man, and. It was a great time. Obviously, we we love obviously talking to you and giving your getting your information, especially on your event. Anything we can do to promote the Senior Bowl uh, and, and the event that you put on there in Mobile, feel free to let us know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's Patrick Wu, uh, scouting coordinator for the Reese's Senior Bowl, which is January 27th, 2018, in Mobile, Alabama. You can go to www.seniorbowl.com to purchase tickets and get the event schedule there. You can actually go and meet some of your favorite players uh, and go and get some autographs and then watch a great game by some of the top talent uh, in the country. Uh, Patrick, again, we can't thank you enough for being on, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. I'm sure we'll see you around eventually. Yeah, Sammy, thank you so much, uh, and thank you, Doc, for your interest and support of what we do down here. Without you guys, the media, the fans, the players, none of us have jobs, so we appreciate it. We'll be in touch. Right, thanks, thanks so much, Patrick. buddy. Have a good night. That was Patrick Wu uh, from the Senior Bowl. Man, I, I got to tell you, I learned a lot of information tonight from Patrick, man. I, can't, I, I thought I was aware of a lot of the things that went on there. Apparently, I was not. Well, Patrick no. put me in my place, Doc. He did. He just, he just said, he said, you don't know what you're talking about. Let me just say, clear this up for you. But now, now we yeah. know. Now we know. That's, that's it, man. That's why we do the show here. We got a few minutes left, Doc. I want to go over these last couple bowl games and talk about them real quick. We got about three games left, and then go ahead. If anybody, if anybody wants to give us a call, we got a few minutes left. Six five seven three eight three one six eight four. That's six five seven three eight three one six eight four. We can't have any more Steve and Mike fights. We need some new callers. Give us a call. <laughs> All right, so let's move on here. Uh, we're going to move on now to the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, uh, December twenty first. That's the that's one. The, that's the one we all want to go to. December twenty first at eight p.m. The one, the Fighting Temple Owls versus FIU Panthers. Uh, I have watched Temple this year. They are as, about as good as Father Lopez High School. I would venture to say, and I apologize. I know that you're on the modern doc, uh, but I'm going to say that FIU is going to walk away with this game. Uh, I think Butch Davis and that and that offense down there is just going to be too much for Temple. Although they have a pretty decent defense, I just don't think they can handle uh, FIU. Yeah, that, that was also your on water too before certain circumstances intervened. But um, I don't you know, think I don't think they call it. A, I don't think you can call it an all water if I graduate from another school. I may have attended but, there, but I didn't graduate from there. Cer- certain circumstances prevented that. Um, Bush Bush Davis. Uh, you got Jeff Collins, who was once the uh, defensive coordinator in Florida. But uh, Bush Davis has got this one for FIU, the Fighting Panthers. No doubt about it. Uh, moving on to December 23rd, the Birmingham Bowl will feature Texas Tech Red Raiders uh, against South Florida Bulls. That's December 23rd at noon. Um, Texas Tech has a pretty high-flying offense, as well as the USF. I'm guessing the over on this. Over-under is going to be about 65 or 70. Uh, these guys are just going to march up and down the field. I just think USF has too many, too many athletes uh, on the field. But Texas Tech, man, they're, they're that's a pretty good team, and uh, their, their offense is pretty high flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliff Cliff Kingsbury or Kingsbury is their head coach. 
they throw it around, but uh, Charlie Strong, good defensive mind. I, I got USF here. No doubt about that. Uh, moving forward, the December 27th, Walk-On's Independence Bowl. This sounds like a game for the ages of Southern Miss versus Florida State, 1.30 p.m. Uh, Florida State, I always say when they usually have the best athletes, uh, I don't know if Southern Miss can hang with them. Uh, but this Florida State team is not going to be too great. They're going to be minus Derwin James uh, and whoever else decides that they don't want to play. Uh, but this could be a pretty good game. I think Florida State should win, but I, Southern Miss is one of those teams. You never know which team is going to show up. Uh, I'm going to stay with Florida State because they're a Florida team. Uh, in fact, I'm going to take all the Florida teams, I think, in this, this year. Maybe not against the Miami, but uh, Florida State, I think, is going to walk away with this one, Doc. Yeah, Florida State's a bit of a mess right now. You, you got an interim coach. You got coaches leaving. Who's in charge? You got the – one guy's going to um, the defensive. Uh, the line coach is going to A and M. I don't know. Florida State's a mess right now, but um, I'm going to actually go Southern Miss on this because Florida State is just so out of out of sync right now, in my opinion. Wow, you're taking Southern Miss? If the Fighting Eagles, the Fighting Eagles, and Southern I Miss. I love it. Their, Keep that. Their most, fa- their most famous player is Brett Favre. Yes, Fava Fava Favara. That's it. Uh, moving on, the Capital One Orange Bowl featuring number 10 Miami uh, versus number 6 Wisconsin. And that's an 8 p.m. game on December 30th. Uh, I, I, I know it's a home game for Miami, but I, they, they might they might come to the party. You, I, they might not. I don't know. Uh, Wisconsin is going to travel well, but it is essentially a home game for Miami. Um, but I'm going to say that the Hurricanes – are going to have too many athletes for, for Wisconsin, although they are missing some of their key players. Uh, <laughs> I what did you say, Wisconsin? Did you say Wisconsin? That's how the old Greeks say it, Wisconsin. For Wisconsin? <laughs> Wisconsin, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, so uh, Miami versus Wisconsin. She, sorry, I can't make fun. with No jokes at the table, I get it. I can't 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 um, I'm going to go Miami strictly because it's a home game, and, and I'd like to think the Miami fans are going to show up in pretty good droves there. And from what, from what I heard from Kirk Herbstreet, that place was rocking when they get loud. So I'm going to go Miami, but I think both teams have kind of checked out, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, too. I, it could be just a matter. It could be a dull game and end up 3-3. Three to three, Who knows? Uh, yeah, but I'm hoping for some, I'm hoping for some points. Uh, last but not least of the Florida teams, the one I've, we're all waiting for, not just myself, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl on New Year's Day, number 12 UCF. They should be number five, but number 12 UCF versus number seven Auburn. It's a 12:30 kickoff at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is probably the nicest stadium in the country um, next to Jerry's house in, in Dallas. Um, but I, I, I'm going with UCF, man. They, they, they're undefeated. They haven't lost. Nobody can beat them. Why would you not take them? Yeah, no, I think uh, I would like to think that Scott Frost is going to come back and coach this game, and 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 the players are going to get fired up, and the fan bases, the you know, 
we, we, we've discussed this before, but UCF has the highest or the largest population of any school in the country. I think uh, Arizona State is number two. Um, but they have a lot of fans. They have a lot of alumni. I'd like to see them show up in Atlanta, and I would love to see UCF come in there and, and, and rock the Auburn's world, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. I don't I don't think that it's not going to happen, Doc. Uh, I think, personally, I, I think UCF is the best team in the country. I think they're going to continue to be the best team in the country. They're going to end up undefeated. Um, so I, I think it's just going to be a great game, and uh, I can't wait to see McKenzie Melton throw all over these guys, regardless of the coaching situation. I just think their offense is just – there's no way they can come this far and lose that final game. It would just be a complete – an utter loss for the program, I believe, if UCF loses that final game. So I don't think it's going to happen personally. Uh, Doc, had a great show today, man. Uh, we went through a lot. Uh, obviously, we had some callers today that came on. We got a little bit of banter going on. But uh, how'd you feel about everything today? It was good. It was good. We, we I think we just need Phyllis from the Paul Feinbaum show to complete it. Uh, you know, I, I think Mike may be the new Phyllis. Uh, but most importantly, all, all of our listeners, we got to be rooting for the West Florida Argos big game this weekend for the for the national championship. Let's let's all get behind our, our West Florida Argos. And that game will be live and televised, on, I believe, on ESPN two uh, on Saturday. Uh, so if you're around the television in the state of Florida, we recommend that you tune in and watch the West Florida Argos who are not on a performance-enhancing drugs, popular, contrary to what Steve from <laughs> Yellowstone thinks. Uh, there's a bunch of kids out there. He, he's probably never seen transfers from Division One schools before. I don't. Maybe that's what it was. He was just. He probably used to say yeah. IUP. If, if, if you're gonna transfer, if you're gonna transfer from a Division One school, are you gonna go to Pensacola, Florida, or Western Pennsylvania? I mean, come on, let's be serious here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it really is. I, I'm telling you, it comes down to that. You can't win a Division Two or a Division Three or NAI without transfers. I guarantee you, if you go on every every team that's won a championship in Division Two, Three, or NAI, there's at least one or two Division One transfers on those teams. That's the only way you can do it. It's the only way you can do it. I'll tell you right now. If anybody wants to disagree with me, feel free to call us in. We got four minutes. I'd love to hear you try to disagree with me in that in that regard. And if you can find a roster that doesn't have a Division One championship in the last twenty years, that doesn't have a Division One transfer on it, I, I would be un, I would be shocked. I'd quit the show, and it, it's not going to happen. Anyway, Doc, let's let's clear it up, man. Victory formation. We had a great time tonight. Uh, you know, not not for nothing. So we got to get not not for nothing, Doc. You know the coaching carousel kind of quieted down. Uh, you know we we don't get around to it a little too much. Everybody kind of got hired, and the, the the carousel kind of kind of shut itself down, so to speak. Uh, a lot of guys have been hired. Tennessee finally found their guy. Uh, will he be a guy? We don't know. We're gonna see. They they picked from the Nick Saban tree. Uh, hopefully it's gonna work out for them as it did for uh, for for FAU and Lane Kiffin. But we'll see. We'll see what happens there, Doc. What, what do you think about that? Before we go, what do you think is going to happen over there in Tennessee? Uh, it's hard to say. We got an early signing period, so next uh, next week's show will be one day before the early signing period. It's the first time they've had an early signing period in December. So, so, so actually, the next the next week will be mass chaos. Every new staff will be trying to recruit and sign and impress, and, and, and it's going to be crazy to see what happens here in the next seven days. So 
We'll see, man. A lot of things are going to happen here between now and our next show, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll definitely keep it. Even though football is coming to an end in the season, we're going to run this you know, year-round because from here we can go into recruiting. We also have the NFL draft coming up. We've got the combine coming up, and then we got spring ball coming up. So we're going to roll pretty strong with this show, uh, full steam ahead. We've got a ton of things to talk about going forward. Uh, and, and I'm sure there'll be more, some scandals or something to talk about too. Something's always going to come up on a three and out show. And you'll be the first to hear from from us, Sammy G and the doc. Uh, just want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in tonight. Uh, we had a great time. I want to say a special thank you to Patrick Wu, senior bowl scouting coordinator uh, for giving us uh, his time and information on the, on the game. And I uh, just want to say good luck, obviously again to the West Florida Argos in their game this weekend. Hope they come home with that national title. And uh, good luck, Coach Pete Chinnick. Uh, we're all rooting for you. Uh, for Sammy G, excuse me, for the doc, I'm Sammy G. Have a great night, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Peace out. Hey, the football's done. He just shook one.